welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoritest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoritest nephew. Our favoritest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play... Dungeons and Dragons. Sator actually has turned around and he's noticed that the alarm was ringing because there's some other enemies gathered between the well and the amphitheater. And he kind of says, um, there's more. Because it's not confusing enough. I'll run and go get that. And I'll run that way. Nay, everybody fall back to the common house. But don't actually, like, run behind it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, roll deception checks, I guess. Fifteen. Six. What's deception rolled by oh. charisma? So seven. Yeah, five. <laughs> but you're you're, you're not, not out you're, in the, you're in the house. house. Yeah. What was yours? Fifteen. So that would be a ten altogether. All right. I think they kind of see where you're headed. At least the bandits do. I don't know about the archers, but I don't know that the bandits are too keen to rush up on you at this point. So you're hiding behind the common house. Is that the? I. All right, so they're going to kind of consolidate their forces here. There are two more archers. There are two really scrawny, um, ill-fed wargs. Um, I don't don't like the wargs. (laughs) And uh, there's some other odd-looking things that look almost like a boar man or like a were-boar. And like a rhino man, or like a were-rhino. So, Bebop and Rockstar. <laughs> no, actually, they're named B-Steady and Rockbop. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Draw them in close. We're going to light the house, in the since you got grease all over the freaking path there. Yeah. So, let them get in close, and then we'll light the whole thing up, and then start getting everybody out towards the... All right. So the archers are going to hole up like around the side of this house and use it for some cover. And the the hounds are running in first. And the were guys are kind of going back in between these houses here. Steady. Okay. So the dogs are coming up. Should um, I try and do something to lure them into the house a little bit more? Who? And you've got the bandits Everyone. this way. 
And these archers are starting to move across the bridge, Kira. You can see them. Because we put a cart... By all means. We put a cart right in front of the... In front of the door. And we put it near the door to push in front of the door later. We put it near the door. So I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. Okay. And fill it with, like, supplies. Like, the things that they were looking for. Like, the resources. and The cart or the house? The cart. Why would you want them to go to the cart? You want them to go in the house. Because the I greased up the whole area. Right, but you still want them to go into the common house. Trapped inside the common house, and then they're stuck in there with the fire. Yeah, 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 that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll put some supplies inside (laughs) the house. That's minor illusion. Or maybe like an auditory hallucination, so they think there's people in there. That or two. That's why we keep you around. You all got all the brains. (laughs) So, yeah, how about that? How about some rustling? Maybe a baby crying. That's good. And what do they roll? I don't think they do, is the thing. Oh, they just think it is an illusion. Yeah. Or they think it is the thing. All right, I'm going to say... Until they, like, interact with it. Those three bandits with the spears from the bridge go into the common house. What about the wargs of the... The wargs are still running across um, toward this side of the house where you are. And the where, the where, the Bebop and Rocksteady are between these houses where Kira's in those huts. And you've got one of the archers at the bridge on the near side, one of the archers on the far side of the bridge, and the two new archers um, hiding behind some of the houses south of the common house. All right, so the wargs see us and are headed towards us? Yes. All right, I'm going to go ahead and push the wagon in place and we'll... Light it up. All right. So you got the three bandits inside there. Um, But it's going to be the archers to the south's turn after you push the cart. So um, before anybody else gets an attack, they're going to take attacks at... I'll do one at um, Tim. That's a... Archers are plus four. That's an 11. 13... That's a 21 on yours, Darn. Okay. Um, that's going to be <coughs> 10 damage. Oh. I try and push him out of the way, but I'm so tiny. But, but <laughs> you just really bump the, up against this leg. But it's the thought that counts. <laughs> All right, now the hounds are coming, and they're going to make their attacks on um, Akagi and Tim. That's... Uh, Miss on Akagi and 13 plus 9, or 13 plus 4, sorry, 17. That's going to be a hit, right? Okay. That's 5 damage. We men's next to me, right? Because we were right there at the. Yeah. So, protection. Alright, that'll be enough to make a mess. Oh, thank God, I'm only at 4. I got blood pouring off my face, and I'm sitting here going. (laughs) Okay. I think you're going to have to pick ahead of time who you're going to defend with your shield just for, uh, I guess, realism's sake. Like, who, who are you going to offer protection if people are near you? It's um, more of a reactionary role, though, isn't it? I mean, if it's a reaction, then you can do it once per turn. So oh, okay. you want to do it that way? Or do you want to pick somebody that you protect for each round? I think it would be better to do it as a reactionary roll because that's still once per round. Yeah. But it limits the... <laughs> right, right. Okay, we can do that. Okay. Let's do it that way because I don't know how it's really supposed to work. Okay, and um, 
That will bring it back around to Tim. Light it up a little bit. I cast a firebolt at the house. Okay, this thing goes up like thermonuclear, and you may want to use your move to start getting out of the way here. Um, this is going to provoke an opportunity attack for the um, hounds, so they're going to try to take a bite at um, Dern and Tim. Where That's a crit on Dern. That's going to put you unconscious. Okay. Go on, laddie! <laughs> oh! And at um, Tim, that's going to be a mess. That's a seven. Oh, thank God. All right. Um, the hounds, though, don't have any moves left because they've used it all to get up here, so they're going to take some fire damage when it comes back around to their turn. But for now... <laughs> the hounds just and stop And so is Dern if nobody gets him out of there. So uh, Akagi's going to roll a strength check and try and pull you away. That's fine. Okay, that's fair. He, he can pull you out of that range, and he only gets about half as far away as he would have. And it's back to the three bandits who are inside the house, and they are, let's see, crispy at this point. Mmm, crispy bandits. And Dern, it's your turn. Make a death saving throw. Is that d20? Yes. 20. Oh, that counts as two saves, because it's a crit. So you get two successes. One more, and you will be stable. Okay. And then, the what's-his-face's buff doesn't do anything with this, does it? I don't... Your Uh, buff was on saving saving throws? No, that's like on spells and deck saves and stuff. I don't know if that's... Was so helpful. But Sator will throw a heal at you, since it's his turn now. Ooh, he rolled an 8, plus 3, 11. Ooh, so it's 11 health? I don't know, what were you at? He's dead. You were at 5, right? And then yeah. you got you got hit for 12, so you were at negative 7. Correct, so he brings you back to, brings you back to 4. 4, okay. Right. So am I conscious again? Yeah. Okay. I run over and give you a big hug. Do I... Delete the successes? Yeah, you don't need that. Okay. Right, then, I'm so worried about you! Gotta touch me, lad. Um, Akagi used his turn to move you out of there. The archers at the bridge are gonna go again. We'll go with the guy who's entangled first, so roll your d6. Akira? Two. That finishes that archer off. Yay! And the other archer has come across the bridge. He's gonna try and shoot at you, Kira, but you're at cover. <laughs> under cover, he's gonna be at disadvantage. Okay. Thirteen is the lower one, plus four. Seventeen. That's a hit. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. Three damage. Okay, Kira, it's you. Um, the situation again, you've got one archer at the bridge who just shot at you. Uh-huh. That's probably the only one you can see from your hut at this point. Okay, and where is he? Dern? Yeah. Over. He's near, he's now over by the, the hut next to the common house. Alright, I guess I'll have to shoot at the other archer. Okay. Oh, also, Sam the Benevolent Dragon, pseudo-dragon. <laughs> I hate you. Alright, so <laughs> out of a tiny little portal from the Feywild comes this uh, iridescent blue pseudo-dragon who's going to act when you act. So after your action, we'll let the dragon take its action, okay? Okay. So go ahead, Kira, and make your normal attack. 13 plus 6, 19 plus 2. That's a hit. No, you don't get that plus 2 anymore. Oh, I can't see him. Oh, 
Um, no, I don't think you can, because he's way over, way over there, yeah. Okay. So roll your damage on the archer. Eight. Nice. Alright, he's bleeding profusely. You've got the dragon now who can take an action? Yes. Alright. Uh, he can cast lightning breath, I guess. Okay. Do we have to make a save against that, or is that a ranged attack? Um... Must succeed, or the creature it attacks must succeed on dexterity saving throw DC 8 plus my animal handling modifier, which is plus 3. He rolled a crit fail. Okay. So don't do any math. you, Samachu. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? He takes one damage, right? Deals lightning damage equal to half the level, my level, so one minimum of two. Oh, okay. So he takes that arrow immediately followed by a bolt of lightning, and he's still up, but he's hurting pretty badly. B-Steady and Rock Bop are making a beeline right now for Dern, Akagi, and um, Tim. So they're going to have their turn. B-Steady is going to charge at Akagi. That's going to be a hit. And he's coming from uh, 25 feet away, so he's going to be able to do a gore attack. And he hits him for 9 damage. Okay. Rockbop pulls out, like, this weird musket with, like, a big barrel on the end. And he's going to take a shot at um, Tim. That is a 13. My armor class is 13. All right, that, that's going to be a hit. And it actually throws a fireball out of the end of this musket, and it deals six damage. I'm dead. You're unconscious? Yeah. I'm okay. at negative two. Ah! All right. Um, the now the archers. <laughs> the archers from the south of town, the new ones that had come in, are also going to shoot up in your guys' direction. One at Akagi. That's a hit. For nine damage. He's starting to feel it a little bit. Where are all these villagers? <laughs> you told them to stay in the inn. Oh, and I... the other one misses you, Dern. At least they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> We're screwed for this. Alright, the hounds are going to take some fire damage, and then they're going to move out of the way. So each take four damage. And they're, f they're hot dogs right now. It'd be nice if Fury, Malork, and the Butcher decided to join us. Except for your NPC. Yeah, I, I'd overextended myself with this. Both hounds miss. It's back to Tim. Uh, roll a death save. Not 20! Alright, that counts as two successes. One more in your stable, but hopefully somebody will heal you. It's back to Dern. Lay on hands on Tim. Okay. It's plus five. Okay, you get five health. Well, yes. you're at negative, negative two, so you're yeah, I'm at three. So you're at three now? Yes. Alright, Sator's gonna throw a heal at you, too. Yes. That's eleven. Back up to full health. Alright. I'll take one of those um, next! <laughs> uh, that's Akagi. He's gonna take a swing at one of the dogs. That's a miss. His second attack is a hit. And that's a d6. You only have 11 points. Eight. And to that kills one of the wards. Alright, so what's left? We've got 
the one archer on the who just came across the bridge. We've got B Steady and Rockbop. We've got the two South Archers and one Hound. And it is to the archer on the near side of the bridge who's having an archer duel with Kira and losing. He's going to take another shot at her. They both were 14, so even though it's a disadvantage, that's 14 plus 4, 18. That's a hit, right? Yeah, because I'm at 13, I'm across. He deals 7 damage. Oh. Okay. Um, Kira, it's back to you. Shoot him with an arrow. <laughs> Hit him with a hammer. <laughs> 16 plus... That's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. 7. He's dead. You he hit. to the ground. Okay, you still have your move. Do you want to go anywhere? You can't see anybody at this point. Uh, yeah, I will run towards the action. This house is still pretty flammable, mm -hmm. but you can go through this way. This is yeah. where Rock Bop is with the musket. He's down there. That would help us out a lot because we'd have to move a lot to ever get within range mm -hmm. of him. Okay. Okay. Do you want to peek out from behind the building and try and get in range with your bow where you can see him, or you want to get in the melee range with him? Um, I think bow. Okay. So that'll be next, but your dragon gets to act. So yes. What do you yeah. want the dragon to do? All right. So Bebop and Rocksteady are there. No, just no, just dumb. the rhino. Okay. Where's everything else? Oh. They're all up over here by near the common house to the west of the common house. Hitting me with various things. Yes. So they are very far away. Yes, fairly far. I guess lightning breath. Okay, on the rhino? Yeah. And what's he got to roll? Deck save? Yes. Uh, you rolled a five. <laughs> so. That's going to hit. So it's two damage, right? Yeah. Okay. It's to be steady. That's the boar who's over near the main group who has just yeah, hit Akagi. And he's going to try and punch Akagi this time. And that's going to be a hit for three damage. And Rockbop is going to throw down his uh, musket and he's charging the dragon. Uh, that's. Uh, 15 against the dragon's AC. I think that's a hit. Yeah. And that his plus whatever to the dice does enough to take your dragon back to the Feywild. Okay. So your dragon gets knocked back to the Feywild, turned into an amulet, doesn't get to fly back to your neck, it's laying on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Um, the two archers in the south of town are going to take more pot shots, one at Akagi. And one at Tim. <coughs> Akagi misses. Tim, that's a hit. You want to do your disadvantage thing, Darn? Yeah. That's a miss. Crit miss. Thank you. Okay. The hound is going to try and attack Darn, the one that's left. That's a miss. Back to Tim. All right. Which one hit me? Bebop or? There's the boar the, one. The... I, can't, oh. I can see him? No, the one with the musket shot at you, right? Yeah. yeah that one was the rhino. Yeah, you can see him. He's, you got a straight line at him. How do you like this? And I cast uh, Chromatic Orb. Okay, and what kind of damage are you going to hit him with? Acid. Okay. Is that a ranged attack? Yes. 19. Plus 6. <laughs> Plus that's, 6. That's a hit. 
What's your damage? That's uh, like three d six. Yes. Let me write. It's three d eight. Ooh. Two. Four. Six. Four. That's ten. Okay, Rockbop screams out, Oh, oh like my skin! Ha ha ha! <laughs> Alright, and it's... Uh, Somehow Tim turned into Crane. <laughs> <laughs> it's back to Dern. No, that would be Shredder. You've got the Hound who just tried to take a bite near you. You've got the Boar Man is near you. Those are the two things nearby. So we're going to hit the Hound with the Hammer. Okay, fair enough. 18. That's a hit. Plus whatever, doesn't matter. Yep. And then 7. That takes out the hound. That smushes him. And it's back to Sator, who's unfortunately... No, he's still got a spell slot left. He's gonna burn that on Dern. That's his last spell slot, I think. Alright, that's 6 heals. I'll take it. Okay. Akagi... At the boar that just gored him. It's one hit. That's two hits. With the sword. Boom, I hit. For 13 damage. And basically, Beastead's got an arm off uh, right now. He's lost an arm. It's like, you think your acid's bad? I just lost an arm. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Akagi. So we're to Kira. You got Rockbop right in front of you. You might have a shot at the archers from where you are. I'm not maybe one of them. What's Rockbop looking like? He's hurt pretty bad from the acid, but he's right in front of you because he charged the uh, dragon. So he's in melee range. Then I would pull out my swords. Okay. 17. That's a hit. Alright, four. That kills Rockbop. Like I was just getting started. And he's dead. And there's nobody else next to me. Mm-mm. Can I use my move to run <laughs> closer to Yeah. The action. You wanna run you wanna run Plus. to the east? About there. Okay. So I can see what's going on. Alright, that will make it the uh Beastetty's turn again, the boar. It's gonna make another attack against the Kagi. And that's going to be a hit. Protection, since it's a new turn. Okay. Still a hit. Um, yeah. He's trying to punch. He does for four damage. i got to protect my character, you know. <laughs> it's a nice reunion. It is. Cardi and Sensor. Although, depending on how, fo- how closely you followed his, uh, his actual story, he might be okay anyways. <laughs> Alright, the archers in the south of town are back up. One at Dern, it's a 14. That's a miss. One at Tim, that's a 9. That's a miss. Okay. Just to, re- just to recap, we've only got the two archers and then... Uh, two archers and up. be steady. Okay. It's back to Tim. You can see one archer from where you are, and right next to you is the werebore. That's kind of been tearing into Akagi. Kill the... Kill the... Uh, go for one of the archers. Kill one of the archers? Yeah. Because me and Akagi are within melee of the boar. Our turns are going to be wasted if we have to go against archers anyways, because we'll have to move. Mm, Alright, I'll go for the archer. How many spell slots have you burned, anyway? Two. Okay, so you only got one left. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my cantrip of okay. firebolt. 
I hit the glass. I think I need to. No, <laughs> seven plus my spell bonus, which is yeah. six. So that's that's still a hit, though. And that is one d ten. Three. Okay. You injure one of the archers. Was he was he standing in maybe some grease? No. No, he's no, in the south far. of the town. So it is to Dern. I'm gonna hit the big old piggy with the hammer. Okay. Yeah, he's looking pretty bad off. Let's see. Three plus six plus Akagi's buff. So that's eight. Eight plus three, eleven. That's it. All right. There's my D8. Uh, four, eight. You yeah, had eight. two left. Oh, All right, the boar is definitely dead. Bye-bye, piggy. And it's to Kira. No, it's to... I'm sorry. It's to Sator... He's going to cast Thorn Whip at one of the archers. And that's a hit. Hey! It does hit. He hit it with Thorn Whip. <laughs> the last session he threw that out like six times. And he every pulls... Time he <laughs> not only does he hit him, he pulls him toward you guys. Oh, nice. So now he's pretty close. He's about You're gonna get hit with the ten feet line. away. And Akagi is going to charge that guy that got pulled closer and take... That's the wrong dice. Take two swings at him. One of which will hit. That's enough to take him out. Alright, so that one archer that Sator pulled closer is dead. Then, uh, Kira, now it's your turn. You've got one archer about eight feet away from you. It's the last thing left alive. Alright, obviously I'm going to pull up my bow. Okay. Eight plus four. It's twelve. Nope, that'll be a mess. But Plus wait, Akagi, can I see Akagi's 14. thing? Yeah. yeah okay, 14. so that's 14. Moved out. That's a hit. Woohoo! Six. Okay. He takes an arrow, and it's back around to Tim. You got one archer left. I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm going to open my last spell slot. Okay. Because this is almost over. Uh, we assume it's almost over. We assume it's almost over. We better hope it's almost over. I wanted to do another chromatic orb okay. at him. And the options for it were, I think you still have the page open. If yeah. not, I'll just do acid damage. Uh, it's fire, acid, lightning, I'm maybe? At burning hands, that's my problem. Uh, fire, cold, acid, lightning, poison, thunder. Just Ooh. hit him with the acid and get it over with. Fine, I'll hit him with acid. I mean, it's your character, I'm just... Yeah, I'll hit him with acid. That sounds about right. I want the Nazi. Okay. <laughs> the Nazi way out. So, ranged attack... That's a two plus a six. Six is eight. eight. Not gonna do it. Plus a Kagi. Oh no, that doesn't count. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a ten. It would be a ten, but oh. that's still not gonna do it. He dodges out of the way of that acid. It burns a hole in the side of one so of the So does that still burn a spell slot? Cottage. Yeah. That's true. Cottages. And uh, it's Dern. You're up. You've got uh, that archer. He's about twenty feet away. Charge and hit him with the hammer. All right. Do it. Oh, let's see. Four, eight, ten, twelve. Nope. He's going to dodge out of the way of that, too, expertly. And Sator's going to cast Thorn Whip and miss. Because that's. There's a good old Sator we know and love. <laughs> Akagi's going to rush him. And this. Archer is dodgy McGee because he just slips over here. two of Akagi's <laughs> attacks and Akagi's like, huh? <laughs> and it's Kira's turn. 
How close am I? Eight feet. Eight feet about still? eight feet. Although he's dodged all over, he's back at the same spot. I just saw myself in the foot, apparently, because I had a crit fail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's going to definitely be a miss. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's back to the archer, who miraculously is still alive. For at least one more turn. And he's right next to uh, Akagi and Dern. He's going to drop the longbow. He's got two short swords. He's going to try and make two attacks, one at Dern and one at Akagi. Dern is a crit fail. The one on Akagi is a hit for three damage. It is back to Tim. Hey, Tim. Archer's still there. He's been hit with one arrow, but other than that, he's golden. I'm just going to do my firebolt. Okay. That works well. 17. That's a hit. And that's a d10. This one's the 10. That's a 9. Ouch. Yeah, he's he got hit with all of that one, and he is basically looking like charcoal, but still moving around, and darn, it's your turn. I think we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> hit it with a hammer! We're going to hit him with a hammer. Oh. 12 plus 8,000 is 13. And he has one health, Three. so he's dead. All right, this wave has been actually those two waves... When you said this wave, I, like, died a little inside. (laughs) Yeah. So, how many are left if you're tracking 40 bandits? How many were in the second wave? Were those part of the actual bandits? No, there were six... Well, there were four more in there. Four more came and attacked us? Yeah. Bebop, Rocksteady, and two archers. Two dogs. Yes, it's six. Six plus the sixteen that came with the wave, that's twenty-two. Plus the original five, that's twenty-eight. So there's twelve left. Okay, five plus the sixteen that came, and how many came in that from behind? Six. Two wargs, Bebop, Rocksteady, and two archers. Are the wargs counting as part of the forty? No, they're dogs. So just four? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, then we've got... Fifteen left. Uh, Sator says, I think this is a good time for a short rest, friends. Aye. Mm-hmm. So let's... Uh, he takes you over to the raven tree, and you can take your short rest in the raven tree. You can roll your hit dice, if you'd like. Which one's that? That's five. That's the time. But I get two hit dice. So do I, do I roll twice? Well, does your other one oh, wait, heal no. you up? I don't want to use my hit... Wait, never mind. I don't want to use my hit dice. You're I was at full health, health, right? But uh, once per day, for a short rest, half my wizarding level, I recover spell slot. Good. So I would recover one spell slot, right? Good. And you get one extra for taking this short rest in the shade of the raven tree. Everybody regains one spell slot. Okay. Nice. But not the once daily spells? No. Okay. There's so Sator has three, one five, spell slot. Now. Eight. Come back up to 18, and I get a spell slot back. Okay. All right. So you've got another group of bandits who will be coming. Dun, dun, dun! As you're waiting in the shade of the raven tree, you hear a couple of things. One thing you hear is um, the bell ring. Another thing you hear is Rick Mash shouting... 
the Bandit King is here, the Bandit King is here, and another thing you hear is the rattling of knives as a butcher cart is being rolled into town. Oh, that's... Uh... Is the butcher the Bandit King, or did I miss something here? Did he buy half a sausage from the Bandit King? <laughs> I guess we'll see next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Curse you, cliffhanger! And the portal opens back up, and the gnome vanishes, and Sator says, I guess we're down one wizard. Well, half a wizard, at least. But then, right after the wizard vanishes, another portal opens... And something steps through that maybe you've never seen before. That's round and shiny, but with legs and arms and made of metal. And he says, Hi guys, I'm Calman. Thanks for listening to Date Night. We hope you're enjoying our journey so far. This next bit is the audio that we had a couple of issues with. First... We lost our first take, and so this was our second recording, and all we have from that is a backup we had from a personal recorder running. So the quality is a little bit poor. It originally probably would have carried us over into the ninth episode. In fact, I think our first take was closer to two hours uh, at the end of the bandit battle here. Uh, But we're just going to include the raw audio here at the end of this episode, so it's an extra long episode. If it's too difficult to hear or you want a summary of the way things went the first go-around, you can listen to the end of this episode. And that will be starting at what time, Amy? One hour, 48 minutes, and 13 seconds. In case we have issues like we had before, we have a new backup recorder. It's really good. So if we have any of the recording issues again, hopefully you won't be able to tell because our backup recorder is just as good as our regular recorder. Thanks for sharing us with all of your friends and family and everyone you know who might be interested in this kind of storyline. Stay tuned for episode 9 in which Arn, the half-orc barbarian, finally returns. We will also announce the winner of the Date Night and Chill contest at that time. So, subscribe, rate, and review, and share us with all of your friends. Now on to the rest of our bandit battle. The first part of the bandit battle, at the end of that, your grease wizard had disappeared through a portal. No! You had heard uh, a few sounds in the town. There was a bell ringing from the tower. Somebody was shouting that the bandit king was there. You heard the butcher's (laughs) cart rattle into town with, like, the cleavers and knives rattling around on it. And another portal opened... And out of that portal stepped this uh, brass body with clockwork gears. It was oiled so perfectly that they didn't even whisper as he started to move. And he was kind of spherical, and he's uh, made out, it looks like he's made out of metal, and he's wearing leather armor that makes him look bouncy. He takes a few steps towards you, and you notice that his legs are pressed metal with joints that allow them to bend in either direction. And his main sphere of a body rests in like a gyroscope, and he can turn this with either his momentum as he moves or more slowly with some little kind of conveyor apparatus that surrounds the sphere. 
and a, that attaches the sphere to his legs like it's a waist. And he has one giant eye, which is uh, makes him look a little like Mike Wazowski, and it's an enhanced glass lens with a sort of metal diaphragm that probably looks like a antique camera or something like that, the sh you know, around the lens. And that diaphragm adjusts to let in some of the light as he studies you, and he says, I'm Calman Coggles, dash six. Measure to plead your acquaintance. M measure to please your maintenance. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. Not a great first impression, but your language stymies me with its lack of mathematical balance. <laughs> I've been looking for you, and I don't have touch mime. I haven't been looking for long, just now, when I was looking. But now, I'm here. You're here. Before, I've seen you, but only briefly. There was a flash when you murdered a baby frogman in a pit. And then he points over at Dern. And you, your pants fell down in a clungle jeering. And then there was another moment where you cold-heartedly dispatched a baby primate. And some other time I've seen you, which eludes me, Oh yeah, right now! And he kind of pauses for a second. These are not our best moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really understand your world and how two such as you are its greatest heroes, but I guess I have much to learn, and only a, sh a sherry board time for now. Um, and he looks around, and you guys are still kind of surrounded by the hedges of the raven tree, and he says, I see you are still in a thorny jungle, but soon... You will need to defend a village. It may not seem important, but this village will be a refuge for many fleeing the blight. It's called Travenry. And he has a little kind of messenger bag over his spherical body, and he takes a bottle out from it with kind of a black liquid in it, and he hands it to you, Dern. Uh, he reaches out for you to grab it. Okay, I'll reach out and take it. Okay. He says, if you are to have any chance at winning the battle, you'll need this. You're welcome! And he vanishes back into the portal. What's in the bottle? It's grease. Oh, so it's just a total replacement for... Uh... <laughs> okay. So you guys are still in the hedge. You've had all this stuff occur. You've heard all this things coming from outside the hedge. You've just met... Uh, very briefly, Calman, uh, what's next? You know, lass, at least the bottle of the grease doesn't have as many uh, eccentricities as the real thing. Yeah. Should be a little bit quieter. Aye. Uh, so we're, we're still inside the, the little tree? Yeah. Thing. Yeah, the little thicket around the tree. It's you guys and Sator. Okay. You had taken a rest under there, so you should have one spell slot, and you should be at full health. Okay. Um, right now. Uh, poke, poke our heads out to see, if, you know, see what we can see. Okay, from the little opening in the clearing, you can see the butcher. Um, and he's standing next to his cart, uh, pretty close to Setor's hut. Oi, you there. Yes, me? <laughs> I'm just never going to get used to the voices. <laughs> me either. <laughs> Can you, can you see what's going on, lad? Oh, yes, sure, I can see. There is very, very much been going on here. It looks like you have had a very, very big battle, and it is not over yet. No, I mean, that that's what's been going on, but can you see what's going on now? 
Um, well, he sets his stool down and he lights a pipe and uh, he kind of leans forward and brushes some hair out of his eyes and he says, I think the bandit king has come to your town. Oh. Where is he? Yeah. Which direction is he? And uh, he points down toward the south, he says. Uh, I believe he is that guy over there on the Oryx. I think he is the bandit king. Lassie, ready? And he points to the north of town, and you can see some smoke coming from up where the inn is. And he says, and I also think you are surrounded. Well, that's going to put a bit of a damper on things. Uh, Bandit King first. Sure. Ready? Let's, let's, I don't know why I'm talking in character here. Let's go take a look at the Bandit King. Okay. So you look to the south, and sure enough, there is a guy sitting on an oryx. He's got a purple cape streaming behind him, uh, and he approaches you and lets out with a, a booming voice that you can hear even though he's maybe 150 feet away. And he says, I just expected to come here and clean up, but it looks like uh, you guys were a little more formidable than I expected. Look, uh, no hard feelings or anything. I think we're going to have some really, really hard times soon. And uh, I've been trying to... I don't know, establish a little nest egg. It seems like having a few capable fighters to feed would be better than, you know, having to feed those ones who apparently weren't so capable. Would you like to maybe ride out the winter with me and join up? Oh, well, you know, that's a real nice offer and everything, but I kind of see how your nest egg should be built on the backs of other people that you're just taken from. So I'm going to have to counter your offer with get out. And he looks over at Kira and he says, Ranger, this village looks pretty dead. It looks like you haven't even brought the harvest in. There's nobody here to even do it. I think you're the only ones who don't realize that the village is dead. I'll give you one last chance. Leave the village now. You could probably survive in the winter. Let us bring in the harvest and just be on your way. No, I don't I don't think so. Not if you're going to attack these defenseless people. Aye, piss off. Okay. So now you've got Akagi uh, wanders over. He sees all this has been going on. and uh, He sees the bandit king, and he pulls out his uh, sword, and he drops his... Standard. He sticks it into the ground instead of hanging onto it. Grabs the sword with both hands, and you watch it get engulfed in kind of a green fire. So uh, you've got now the what you can see from here is you've got the bandit king sitting on his oryx with four bandits with spears standing around him, um, and you know in the north of town you hear kind of a clamoring. And you can see the smoke uh, coming from the inn. What would you like to do? You want to take a pot shot, Mr. Banditman? Sure. Okay. And I will attempt to cast a snaring strike. Okay. On 
What's that? I rolled that's one. A, that's a one. This All bodes right. well. How about you roll a uh, dex check? Ay, ay, ay. A seven. But I'm proficient. Nine. You in dex saving throws? Yep. And what's your dex modifier? Two. All right, so that's an 11. Yes. Okay. You just miss. Okay. All right, but then we're going to roll initiative if you're going to stay down here and fight. If you're going to run the other way, you've got time, but that's your call. What about Seitor and Akagi? Akagi seems pretty badass. Is this the Bandit King and you said two other people with him? He's got four, four bandits with spears with him. Ugh. But we don't want to leave everybody else in the town defenseless. Hmm. But they've got Melon Man and Fury. And Barnacle Boy. Oh, no. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't really expect too much out of Melon Man. <laughs> Fury, maybe, but, I mean, we don't we don't know what's up there yet. True. Um, so Dern, Dern turns to Akagi and says, Lad, do you think you've got this? We're, oh, yeah. I've got this, he says. I mean, he seems seems pretty confident to me. That's because he's Batman. And he turns over. Uh, Sator says, um, I'm with you, brother. Do you want guidance or healing? And Akagi says, guidance. And Sator uh, casts a guiding bolt at the Bandit King and hits for 15 damage. And uh, that will give anybody advantage on the next round of combat to attack the Bandit King. But that's how the combat down this way is going to start. I, I personally think we should go check on the rest of the village. Yes. Okay. Okay. So as you head to the north... Run with my tiny dwarven legs. <laughs> yes. running! As you head to the north... I'm going on an adventure! <laughs> you do see smoke pouring out of the inn, and you see the people who you had sort of left in the inn and told them to stay there for safety. They've all run out. It looks like they're all okay, but the inn's really going up in flames now. So uh, The only one you don't see is Yohei, but you see uh, Rickmosh, Melon Man, uh, Fury... And Baba Ganoush. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Great. That's pretty much what you see first. Do you want to keep heading over, or...? Uh, yeah, let's see where the attack's coming from. Okay. As you get around kind of the side of the inn, uh, Rick Mash yells to you. He says, it just lit up on... Uh, we don't know exactly what happened. Um, but as you look across the river you can see that there are some bandits on the other side. What do we got? I mean... Oh, bandit-wise? So, uh, you guys have pretty well taken care of the bridge, so right now they're standing on the other side of the river. Uh, You kind of greased the bridge and lit it up. You've got, it looks like three archers standing there. I thought the bridge burned down. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I oh, think you pretty oh, okay. well took care of the bridge. So I misunderstood. I thought right. you were saying that the bridge was still there and greasy. No, no. Okay. You had greased it up and lit it up. Oh, okay. So you've got three archers who look like they've been shooting fire arrows at the end, and in fact another one shoots another arrow across. And then you've got two guys uh, with spears standing right near the river, and two guys with clubs standing right behind them. Okay. 
but I mean they have no way of getting across the river so right um, can you roll perception checks 17. Two! Okay. <laughs> I beat you. I've got that. The, the bridge the is gone. <laughs> yeah, the bridge is gone. Um, with the 17, you can see that there's also somebody else standing over there who's obscured by, like, a bunch of mist that looks kind of unnatural on the other side of the river. Okay. Um. So, do you want to just... I mean, do you want to just sit over here and take pot shots at them? It's not like they can get across. Sure. All right. All right, let's go ahead and roll initiative, and I have a number of them to roll. Baba, go over to the thorn tree. Uh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. What do you want to tell everybody else while we're doing this so I know if I'm rolling for them or what's going on? Uh, Send healer lady. Well, I mean, yeah, and it makes sense to keep everybody else out of the other archer's range yes. for right now. I mean, except except for you, because you need to be an archer back at them. So. Yes. Okay. I suppose I can stand up there with you and try to do some protection rolls if I have to. Right, yeah. If you stand within five feet of her, you can use your yeah. reaction to put them at disadvantage on their attacks. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Um, I'll the, 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 the wall of dwarf iron. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and start rolling out. I, uh, I did a 17, by the way. Oh, wow. I did a 9. Oh, wait, we're supposed to add something to that. No, not for, not your for us. Yeah, you add your dex modifier. Oh, okay. Okay, but you 11. don't add anything. I think. Right. I'm still 17. Well, I thought you were 32. Uh, uh. Okay, so we're going to have... Uh, I'm just going to have to be writing for a while. I'm going to adjust the pictures I have of each of the little guys instead of a funky little... Circles for the what was yours? Nine, Kira? Eleven. Eleven. This is really strange. You guys are both wearing long sleeves, warm, and I'm just wearing short sleeve shirt. I'm, I'm not cold. The one the hoodie that I wear, like, every time. Yeah. I like my hoodie. It's comfy. Somebody's doing Will's wearing one of his Christmas sweaters. Okay. So nice weather we're having. Oh, hi. All right, Dern, you're going to get to go first. All right, I'm going to move up in front of uh, Kira and, and, and raise the shield and, you know, the whole get ready disadvantage for thing you were talking about. Yeah, so what you can do if you're not going to make an attack... You can do the shield protection as a reaction. You can still take an action on your turn. So you can either attack or you could set yourself up to dodge, which will put them at disadvantage for trying to hit you too for the turn. Oh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so to, to dodge, but then I can react if they... You can still use your reaction. Okay. Yeah, the action would be to dodge on your turn, but you can use your re... You get... A, an action, a bonus action, and a reaction on every turn. Okay, so I'm going to set up to dodge him with the hammer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hammer dodging. Hammer dodging. All right, the first archer's going to go, and he's going to aim at Dern, and he'll be at disadvantage since you get to dodge. Okay. Uh, the lower roll, 14. That's going to be a miss. Okay. 
the first bandit on the other side is just kind of taking up a stance like he's ready to dodge too, and the second archer shoots back across. Uh, this time at Kira. You're going to try and impose yeah. your disadvantage? Yeah. Alright, the lower one is 16. Hey, that's me. So you still get a hit. Okay. That's 8 damage. Uh-oh. So he fires uh, an arrow across the river, sticks it into your gut pretty good. Uh-huh. So I guess you felt that one. Yeah. And here it's your turn. Uh, I guess I'll aim for, what do you think, Archer or... I think the one that just shot you, because Vengeance is awesome. Yes. <laughs> 15, 16, 18, 19. That's definitely oh. a hit. Woohoo! Told you, Vengeance is awesome. <laughs> it guides your dice. And I don't have any officer rifle. Oh, a longbow, plus 6 to hit. So, yeah, I hit him. 7! Oh boy, isn't that what he just hit you for? No, he hit me for eight. Oh, okay. Vengeance is awesome! Vengeance is awesome. Alright, Although so slightly less awesome than You stick an effect. arrow basically in the same part of his gut that he stuck <laughs> in you, and he, and he goes, Oh, gut for a gut, I guess. Um, the other guys are still kind of looking at what they're going to do with the river, the other bandit with the spear, but the two guys with the clubs start wading into the river, and the third archer takes an attack. At Kira. Of course. Um, that's 19. That's a hit. Oh, because Ensnaring Strike didn't hit. Oh, yeah, it should hit that hit guy. Yeah. What does that do? Um, hold on. You take 7 damage from Archer 3. But what does your Ensnaring Strike do to number 2? 1d6 piercing damage at start of each turn, and target or ally has to use an action for straight saving throw, which is against my spell save DC, which is 13. Okay, so when it gets back to his turn, I'll roll that stuff up. Okay. All right. Now, the out of the mist, you see the guy uh, moving his hands around, kind of like I'm stuck on Joke from the final countdown, so we'll figure when he's doing his dance before his magic show. And you see he's obviously casting some sort of spell. And you see the water in front of those <coughs> couple of guys with the clubs who are wading out in the water. The water starts to open up and part. No. And that's what he's doing on his turn, and it's back around to Dern. The water's starting to part, so it's like they're going to get dry land to walk across? Yes. Moses and the Red Sea. Yeah. Wasn't that? No, no. <laughs> um, I kind of want to go plug that hole, so I'm front up to the uh, the opposing bank and okay. kind of set myself up there. Um, but now that we're going to have some, some melee stuff, um, probably should get... Uh, not... It's not Rick Roll. It's Rick... Rick, uh, Rick Mosh? Yeah, yeah, him. Okay, yeah, he's kind of been waiting back, like you said. Um, and his girlfriend, Fury? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to holler for them to come up? Oi! All right. You too! I'll add them into the uh, list here. What do you want? Uh, Melon Man's like, you want me to shoot across there with some some of my melon magic? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's try. Okay. So, Dern, on your turn, you're just going to 
move and plug the hole. You can ready an action if you want. If they make it to you on this turn, and then you won't lose your attack. But I don't know if they'll make it or not. Uh, ready the dodge. Okay, gonna Just do the in case dodge. One of the archers pick on me again. Great. Um, and let me add Melon Man and Rick Mosh and Pain Fury into combat here. Okay. Melon Man's actually going to get into the initiative right now after you, Dern, and he's going to take a shot at one of the archers with his little blowgun. He puts a melon seed in it, and he goes, Y'all, watch this. <laughs> he rolls a four. And the melon seed just plops out, narrowly misses, landing on his toes. <laughs> oh, very impressive. The, Maybe next time shoot just a wee bit farther. The first one's always a warm-up shot, he says. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure it is. And the, the first archer uh, who was shooting at Dern last time is going to do that again. That's uh, That would have been a 19, but he's at disadvantage because he dodged. That's <laughs> 21. So 19 is the low mm. one. <laughs> I guess that's a hit. That's a hit, yeah. That's nine. Oh! I think my dice are doing a lot oh. better than yours today, unfortunately. Stop it. Can All I right. have your dice? <laughs> so the bandit with the spear uh, steps into the water right behind those initiates as the water's parting more and more. The archer that, that got hit in the stomach is up now. You want to roll your 1d6 for your ensnaring strike damage. Two. Okay. And he's going to try and use his action to get out of the ensnare. And that's, uh, let's see, a th add nothing, that's a three. So he's still stuck. Yeah. All right, Kira, it's your turn. I'm going to aim for a misty missive spellcaster. The guy who's in the mist? Yeah. Okay. 20. Yes! <laughs> That's a hit. You're at uh, disadvantage. Oh, no, it's just a roll. He's game. in the mist, so... 13 plus 6. That's a hit. Oh. But, 19. But she any, hit something. Any ranged attack on the guy while he's in the mist will be at disadvantage, you know now, okay? Okay. But roll your damage. 2. I'm just happy she hit something. We're good. Okay. <laughs> We're good here, people. Um, I'm going to roll a saving throw for him. And he saves, so he's still channeling that spell. And you watch the water really open up some more. And those two initiates charge toward Dern, but they probably aren't going to be able to make it all the way across the river at this point. The other guy with the spear gets in behind them. So now we see there's pretty much dry land between you and the other side, Dern. And there are two guys with clubs in the front who are headed your way and two guys with spears. Okay. Um, the third archer is going to take a shot. I'm going to re-roll because there's some new targets. And that's going to be at Melon Man. Since he saw how dangerous Melon Man yeah. looked <laughs> with that blowgun. Oh, there's the real threat right there. <laughs> I don't think I want to get hit with one of those seeds. And he rolls, that's uh, 21 against Melon oh Man's AC. So... Melon Man is unconscious. <laughs> so Melon Man takes a arrow through the throat, and oh, oh that's really going to affect my windpipe, and he, he crashes how, to the ground. I love how he's talking with the yes. arrow in his throat. <laughs> that's, that's what I like, my windpipe. 
<laughs> Melon Man is unconscious at the moment. Uh, okay, the sorcerer who's in the mist continues casting. Uh, he's got that, basically that spot is completely open, and it's about eight feet wide now. And Rick Mosh is up. He's going to actually just steady himself and he, in front right next to you, Dern, and wait for those guys. And Fury pulls out a hairpin from her hair and uses it like a dart and throws it across the river. Um, let's see if it's more effective than the a melon. melon. Actually, she's going to throw it at one of those uh, guys with the clubs, I guess, who's okay. charging right at her. And that's... Uh, where is she? That's a hit. And she knocks one of those initiates, uh, she gets him in the eye with that <gasps> dart, <gasps> and he stumbles <gasps> to the ground flat on his face and pushes it further oh. into his head, oh. and he is dead. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy's, that guy's out. So we're down. Mike we're is, down one melon man and I one know. club. My, my eyes are actually itching right now. <laughs> Mike oh. is rubbing his Just eyes. The thought of that. Oh. He casts empathy on Dern. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Dern. Now you've got those initiates who are maybe well one, <laughs> who's on the ground on his face in front of you, about ten feet. Both of them. So uh, they're both going to be within melee range this turn. Um, they're not there yet because I haven't run there yet. You can ready in action. You can run out I to meet them. Yeah, I don't want to run out in the middle of the river where the caster controls okay. you know, the whole but river. You, you can ready an attack and use it when they... It's like delaying your turn until they get there. Okay. Um, but you have to pick what you want to do and what will trigger the action. Well, I'm first on the list, though, so it makes sense to dodge this turn and then just hit them with a normal action. Okay. I mean, there's no advantage to readying it for the next turn? No, it readies it. So, like, when they go on this turn, when they get within range of you, uh-huh. if you have an attack ready, you oh, make the attack. Oh, i hit this turn. Before they get to attack, you'll get to. But then I would still get my attack again next turn? Yes. Okay. I want to ready the, um, the thunderous smite. Sweet. So... Maybe get a little... And what will trigger it? Is there a specific guy you want to use it on, or is it just the first one who gets there? One of the club guys is done. There's another club guy that's in front, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll hit him. Okay. Um, Okay, so it would be Melon Man's turn. He's going to make a death save. He's okay. He's made one death save. Yay. The first archer takes a shot at Fury and crits. Fury, no. Oof. For 12 damage. <laughs> and so you watch Fury after she did that cool spin throw of her dart, take an arrow to the chest. And uh, Rickmash is not very happy with that. He screams back across and he points at that archer who took the shot. Uh, the first one who's going to get to you, Mike, is actually going to be one of the bandits who runs up. Uh, over, t- kind of takes a jump over that initiate who was on the ground, and he's going to take a shot at you, uh, or a stab at you with his spear. Oof. That's, uh, 20. Yep, that's a hit. Yeah, I think you guys should use my dice today. Well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, two damage. Alright, that archer 
who you have entangled is still stuck in those weeds. So do you get to roll again for damage while he's yep. in there? Start of each turn. Okay. Four. All right, so some of these vines really start constricting over him and maybe stabbing him with some thorns, and you see he's getting pulled down toward the ground. He's going to try and escape. That's a two. Nope. All right, he's stuck in there, so... Um, uh, real quick, um, just because we can't remember... I know we got one spell slot back, but what about yes. my lay on hands? Is that back up yet? Or? No, I don't. No. I okay. think you used it. Okay. So I think you just have the one spell slot right now. All right. You do have the old lady who's around who said she can heal with, like, leaves, and but Sator's down with the Kagi. It makes more so. sense for her to take care of Kira, though, because she's going to probably do more. Okay. She's hanging out kind of near where the inn was burning. There's, like, another hut on the other side. What's your what, what's yeah. your health at? Five. Five, yeah. She's... Do you want to pull her in here and put yeah. her into the initiative? Right, I'm just going to drop her in after Kane. I've got, I've got help. I've got other targets up with me. She's kind of off by her lonesome. Okay. So I'll, I'll add her in. She'll go after um, Kane Purisha. All right, Kira, it's you, though. Misty Mist. Okay. 18 plus 6. 24. That's definitely... Well, that's the uh, memory don't roll twice. What's that one? Two? That's two. Yeah, that's going to miss, so... It just flies through the mist mist, nearby. The misty mist, man. Yeah, it's really... It's the, it's the misty mist of mist missing. <laughs> the misty mist of missing... Not the missy mists of misting? The missy mists of whatever it is, the arrow misses. <laughs> and the guy with the club now comes up to you, Mike, so you can use your reaction. Smash him. And smash him. Thunder is smite him with the hammer. Let's see it. Great. That's not on a... Did... It was an edge up. Right. I'm sure. Uh, the same? 13, 17, yeah. 19. This guy's squishy. He's just in uh, so regular clothes. Here's hammer damage. Okay. Nine. Okay. And then thunder smites 2d6. So that's four, six. That's another ten. So 19 damage. Correct. Which is more than he and the bandit who came up to stab you with the spear have. So what's going to happen here... I'm going to go ahead and say that you smash this initiate to the side, um, kind of like a, the guy with the club, yeah, kind of like a baseball strike, Okay. and then the thunder crashes through and knocks him back into the bandit who is next to you with the spear, and kind of crumbles them both back into the wall of water, and they're out now. now. I have a question about the, 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 the thunder part of the thunder strike. It's supposed right. to be like super loud within 300 feet. Yes. It's, it's thunder. Yes. Is that in any way affecting Mr. Wavy Hands, Misty Mist Man? Um, I don't know. If, I mean, what, I don't know if that would be jarring enough to interrupt. For his, his concentration? concentration? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I'll give. Yes. Um, it's not going to be a hard saving throw, but I'll make right. him make a saving throw, and if he completely botches, he'll get distracted by your. Okay. Uh, Thunder striking. Okay. Well, 14, so he'll be okay. Okay. At least for now. But he'll yeah, shot. it's fair, because yeah. that would that would be a little... It would be very loud. <laughs> um, that was more like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so loud. It's so loud. <laughs> and then I went back to Scott. I don't, 
So let me, that was the first bandit. He is out, and the recruit initiate guy is out. All right, so the next spear bandit comes rushing up. Uh, there were two of those, so the, the second one. And he's going to make an attack against, that would be Fury. She's still up? Yeah, she oh, took barely. an arrow to the chest, but she's still up. I mean, I know if I took an arrow to the chest, <laughs> I'd probably be, you know, down. Uh, yeah, so he's going to miss with the spear. She's going to dodge out of the way. Do she's like got a, that, that Boromir thing going on where she just keeps trucking. Yeah, okay. hopefully with a better ending than yeah. Boromir, but we'll Before see. Dean. <laughs> so the last archer across there, there's still three archers who are up, though one of them's been stuck in there. Um, he's going to figure out who he's attacking, and that's Rick Mosh. And he crit misses... And just basically misses. He pulls the arrow out of his quiver, knocks it into the bow, and just drops it. What a way to spend my turn. And the sorcerer uh, <coughs> is up now. And now the the far wall of this open ground is not just a wall anymore. It starts to take the shape of like a big, uh, almost humanoid-looking creature. Okay? Um and we'll see what happens with that in a little the, bit. The water? Yeah, the water on the side that's, like, blocking the river from continuing to flow oh, is okay. getting bigger and bigger from all the water rushing in, and it's starting to take, like, a humanoid shape. Well, that'll, that'll be great. <laughs> so it's uh, Rickmash's turn, and that archer that shot Fury all that time ago, that was only one turn ago because we have 97 people in this fight. <laughs> he takes off and uses his turn to dash across the river. So he gets to have his movement speed doubled, and he makes it across to the other side of the river on his turn. Oh. But he doesn't get an attack with that. Um, Good job, Rickroll. Fury is going to throw another... Uh, I guess she's going to pull those daggers out this time. Oh, thank God. And she... <laughs> this oration I can handle. She's going to try to stab somebody in the eye this time. So she spins them around on her hands, and she makes two dagger attacks at that bandit who was right next to her. And botches one, but the other one, she stabs him into the throat. And... Uh... Throat stabbing, I'm okay with. But needles in the eye, it's <laughs> okay, a little yeah. too far for me. Ooh, that was pretty good. So... Seven damage. She stabs this dagger up, like, through his jaw, like, up into his face. And he's, and she sticks it and leaves it in there. But he's not down. He's just gurgling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baba Ganoush is going to spit on some leaves that she has and rub them together and stick them around the base of that arrow into your chest and go, Here, these leaves will help a lot, she says. Stabilizing the and she heals you for one damage. Nice. All right. Now that thing of water that keeps growing and growing has definitely taken the shape of something with arms no. and looks much like a water elemental. No. And it's its turn to act, and it is attacking Fury. Um, it's trying to hit her with uh, a punch. And it swings twice, and one of the punches lands on Fury, and she takes six damage. I don't like your dice today. So she um, she kind of goes tumbling to the ground and gets knocked prone as well. 
on that attack. And it's back to you, Dern. Now, the situation is you have one bandit with the spear who's got a knife stuck into his throat. He's right in front of you in fury. And uh, the rest are the three archers and the caster across the river. Uh, the, the... Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to finish off Mr. Knife Throat. Okay. Right. Just with a hammer attack? Yeah, I don't have any spell slots left. Okay. So I'm going to hit him with the hammer. All right, let's do it. 13, 17, 19? Yeah. And then... 7. All right, so I'm just going to say you drive this uh, dagger further into his I hit head. The dagger with the hammer yeah. and just pushes it and through. clink it up. Nice. And out the other side and <laughs> goes That's tumbling. appropriately disgusting. <laughs> he goes tumbling backwards into the mud and he's finished. So, give me one dark, second to dark, <laughs> update this. Uh, Thunder King. This is getting... Uh, there's a lot of people who are out now. Okay. So it's back to one of the archers across, one of the ones who hasn't been hit or anything yet. Um, he's actually going to try and drop his bow, and he's attacking Rickmash as he's coming across the river. These three archers are kind of posted in a semicircle around the path that the um, okay. sorcerer has made. I got you. So he's dropping his short swords and trying to attack uh, Rickmash as he's running by. Fritz and hits. So he's got two hits. Uh, he hits twice, so uh, oh, one, one of those roll. is a one of those was a crit. So he really slices uh, Rickmash with one. He kind of slashes across his chest, and the other one he stabs into his gut. And Rickmash just kind of—he's still up. He's bleeding pretty badly. He kind of tries to push the guy out of his way, and he'll continue uh, when it's his turn again. But we're back to the archer who's entangled, and he's really getting pulled down into these roots. Roll for the root damage. Six! Or vine damage. Yeah, so these things just constrict around him and choke him, and he's he's out. I like that one. He's That's at least... Spell. You keep that spell. Okay. He's at least unconscious from uh, running out of breath, and those things are still crushing him. And oh, it's back... Also him. Yeah. Thorns. Yeah, he's not feeling good. He's he's out. <laughs> All right, Kira, it's back to you. You've got two archers across and the sorcerer, and you've got this new kind of elemental guy in, in the river. I don't think my arrows or swords are going to do much of anything for the elemental, so I'm going to attempt to hit Misty Mist again. Okay. Fourteen... Or 13, so it's 19. Yeah, great. Roll <coughs> some damage. Wait, wrong one. Five. Sweet. No, that's not a 20. He still saves. <laughs> but how much? Five? Five. Yeah. yeah that's a 15. All right, so he takes another arrow, and he drops to one knee, and he's still casting. But Rickmash charges... You almost have to respect the determination. Yes. Rickmash is charging toward him. The guy with the two swords gets an opportunity attack on Rickmash as he leaves. And crit fails. Oh, good. 
Does he happen to stand himself? He drops one of his swords. It goes oh, flying sweet. into the river. Um, yeah, it just goes flying into the open space, uh, into the mud there, and sticks in. And Rickmash just charges into the mist, and he's got like a—I uh, don't think I've even he described what he has because he didn't get an attack yet. He's just been waiting. He's got like a morning star, and he basically just whips that thing at the sorcerer as he enters the mist. Uh, that's gonna be a hit. Yay! Yes. Yes. What does Rickmash do? Break his head. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does a D10 with that thing. Oh, break his head. That's a two. No, plus, that's not head breaking. Plus nothing. Okay, but he gets a second attack. Oh, break his head. That's not gonna be a hit. <laughs> so he deals two damage to the sorcerer. Who Hit him with the hammer on the Has to make chain. another save. And fails a saving throw this time. Yes! And the river, uh, the elemental crashes back into the river, and there's a huge wave that's actually going to come up near kind of where you, Dern, and Fury are, so I'm going to need you to make some deck saves. Because the river's gotten a lot wider. Because we know I'm really good at deck saves. Yes. Here we go. Just ten. I made an 18. Okay, you both managed to make it out of the way, and you extra deftly uh, push Fury out of the way since she was kind of borderline. With my tiny dwarven legs. Yes, and with (laughs) your toy, you just tuck and roll, (laughs) (laughs) and you're through, uh, or you're out of the way. So the elemental has crashed down. Um, That was Rickmash. So uh, Fury is going to actually take a retreat here. She's not feeling so great. She doesn't like that Rick Mash is across the river, though. So she's moving to the side. Uh, looks like she's trying to make it back around the side of the inn and up toward the river on her turn. So she's kind of ducking around the inn and hoping to maybe get a shot at that sorcerer next go. Okay. Um, Baba Ganoush is up and she says, Does anybody need some more leaves? <laughs> I'm okay. at six. Yes, please. So, heals you for one damage. She spits on... It's really... The, yeah, it's a really nasty one this time, too. Globby and glops it on there. Why do all of your healing effects have something disgusting tied <laughs> to them? It was, first it was the tree peeing in bottles. <laughs> now we got... Now it's spitting leaves. Regenerative loogies. Yeah, well, they're helpful. Spitting leaves help. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> all right, Darren. It's, uh, it's to you. You've got... Uh, two archers and the sorcerer are across the river. I want to chuck my spear at one of the archers. Okay. They're both kind of at full health. One's got his sword out and one's got his bow out. The one with the bow. Okay. That wasn't a roll. That was me just fumbling. 20. Not 20. That's okay. Sweet. All right. Uh, roll your damage dice twice. That's a six. Okay. Six. Nice. One. Seven. Less and then nice. what do you add? Uh, your strength. That's not a, that's not a dex. Dex. Yeah, but we've been adding your strength to all oh, the attacks. Uh, four. So seven, eleven. So we double the seven. My 14. spear is open 24 hours a day. We double the seven. That's 14. And then we take your four once. So that's 18. Okay. That's just, that spear just Plows sails a whole right. 
There's a cat-sized hole left over from that spear. <laughs> there is. <laughs> that thing went in there, and it's clear through the other side, and that archer just flies back, and Wilhelm screams, because we haven't had one of those yet today. Ah! Yes. King. So that archer's down. That would have been his turn, uh, but now it's Kira's turn. I'm going to try and hit that uh, the spelly man, Misty Man. Okay, you're not really? at disadvantage anymore. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, that mist is kind of falling. Okay, I hit him because I have 17 plus 6. That's a definite hit. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. He's dead. Yay! Yay! All right, so you get this arrow across the river. Basically, like, Rickmash hits him with that morning star. I'm so proud of he, you. Uh, I know. He was I'm already anything. down on one knee. You knock, He gets knocked out of the mist, and as he's stumbling out, he takes the arrow in the side and falls over. Uh, dead. All right, the third one archer. Those, one of those novelty hat things <laughs> right through his head. The third archer's got his sword out, and he sees Rickmash and everything that's just happened to his friends, and he's going to attempt to run off. So he's going to make a dash. I'm going to roll his athletics uh, and Rickmash's. You got to be in melee for an opportunity attack. Yeah, Rickmash is. Uh, Sorry, I know how much you like shooting arrows. Rickmash is basically just pummeling the sorcerer even though he's dead. He's sitting on top of him and doesn't even notice the other guy starting to run away. Good job, Rickroll! Alright, Fury comes around to the side of the river uh, from the inn and sees Rickmash just pummeling the guy who's down and she's gonna try, but he's getting out of her range of her darts. She's gonna try and hit that arrow guy in the back. How come she can do range? Because it's her turn. You right. just had a turn where you killed right. the guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you killed you killed Misty Mist way behind. But he's running away. I wouldn't complain too much because she just threw her hairpin into the river and you killed the guy with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Ganoush goes, I have just a little spit left. Would you like some more? Yeah. <laughs> One. <laughs> One Baba Ganoush got your dice today. One healing. More spit. Well, at least I'm up to eight. And uh, Dern, it would be to you. So we're pretty much out of combat at this point, so let's go check on Kagi and... Well, do we... Does my healing kit, can, or my healer's kit, can that, like, heal me, or is that only... Right now. That's, that's that stabilizes you. Oh, okay. That's what I was just If you go, like, unconscious. You can try and use it on Melon Man, who I've been forgetting to roll uh, death saves for. Okay. Okay, roll a medicine. DC check of 10. So okay. you roll a 20. You add your medicine skill, and you got to beat ten. I he's okay. All right, so he's still out. He's still unconscious, but he doesn't have to make death saves that I wasn't making. <laughs> so you've effectively done nothing. <laughs> well, he's all right. Okay. He's not dying. He will be okay. Um, Fury basically says, Shh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna sit the rest of these out," and yeah. she crumples kind of down to the ground on the side of the river. I believe. Baba Yaga with uh, okay. Fury, and then we can go check on. She goes. Akagi. Yeah, I, I only have, I only have a little spit left. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least she's sitting next to a river. <laughs> I just stick her head in the sticks river. Sticks it gets a hole and just like slosh it. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna go down and see what's going on on the south yeah. end of town. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, basically you have nobody to follow you then, because Rickmash is still on the other side of the river. Rickroll, come back. 
he's still just pummeling that guy. Good job, Rick Rawls. Keep it up. Kind of a bloody pulp at this point. Um, so you make it down to the south of town, and what you see is the near the butcher, there are two dead bandits, and the butcher's cleaning his cleaver off. He's wiping some blood off of it. And uh, you kind of get the idea that maybe they just got a little too close to the butcher. <laughs> and the other thing is... Thanks, dude! There's the uh, bandit king who's off of the oryx. And the oryx is running around kind of rampaging. And one of the other bandits is dead. He's been run through by Akagi's sword. And just as you come around the corner, uh, Sator Thornwhips, the other bandit with the spear, there were four down there. He pulls him close to Akagi and he just decapitates him. Um, so it's just the Bandit King left? Bandit King okay. and the Oryx. Oh, and the... Yeah. Um, and the Bandit King is going to be uh, first. He was going to be up in the initiative that I had for that. But we can re-roll um, and Akagi will have to be... Akagi and Sector went... So you guys can roll into this shit and see where you are. Eleven. Eleven again. My you dex is higher. <laughs> Alright, and I'll roll for the orc. She's not a dwarf wearing, wearing heavy armor. Alright, so... I'm the bandit king is up first. <laughs> and... Tiny stumpy feet. <laughs> and you like to stump around. I... And smash things with a hammer. With a hammer. All right, the bandit king takes a shot. He's got, like, these bracers with big spikes on them, and he's right in front of Akagi, and Akagi kind of made that swing where he decapitated the bandit, and the bandit king does, like, this backhanded attack with the uh, bracer and hits. Um, i got to look at my other staff blocks for the self here. Deals seven damage. And then he makes a, a second attack with the bracer. No, no th- I guess he's going to do like a Chuck Norris roundhouse kick this time. But with bracers. It's a 17. <laughs> yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got leg bracers. Yeah. Those are called greaves, I believe. No, they're the leg bracers. I, I kind of like the idea better where he just takes hand, his hands out and twirls in a circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he roundhouse kicks Akagi across the face oh. and knocks him out cold. Oh. And the bandit captain gets a third attack, and he just dives on top of Akagi. No. And uh, he's at advantage because he's prone. Oh. And that's uh, going to be a hit. No. And Akagi is way bad off uh, at this point. The bandit king is kneeling over him, and it's your turn, Kira. Shoot him in the head. Okay. I rolled a uh, thirteen. Uh, is that total? Yes. No, that's gonna sail wide of the bandit king. Darn. Let's go hit him with the hammer. Okay. The bandit. So you're gonna bandit, charge up. Bandit and, king. Yeah. Okay. Nat twenty. Sweet. Then six. I roll again, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, eight. Yeah. Okay. Six and eight. Fourteen. Twenty-eight plus your strength modifier. Four. Thirty-two. Holy cow! 
That's nice. Frickin' Thunder King, baby. <laughs> wow. So the Bandit King takes that shot, just rings his bell. You killed my favorite arc. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see what he feels like on and his next favorite, turn. my favorite, I mean the one that I like. He looks surprised, okay? He looks surprised. Uh, he uses oh. a reaction there and whistles, and the Oryx is taking a charge at you, darn. Okay. Grace. Uh, Bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on, sirloin. The the oryx just uh, pulls up at the last minute. He doesn't want to run over the bandit. All right. So Sator is up. He's gonna try and uh, hit the bandit king with his mace. That's a hit. Five damage. Good vine whips and arrows. We're having a very nice dice smashes the bandit king pretty good. Um, Thunder king just hit him for like 38,000 damage or something like that. Uh, The bandit king actually is, uh, he stands up and he attempts to, basically as he stands up, he kind of slashes one more time at Akagi for good measure. (laughs) And then he takes uh, an expeditious... Retreat, which no. you've seen somebody do before. That would have been the acolyte that you encountered. Can I shoot at so, him? I'm within melee. Hey, you are. Yeah. I'm going to hit him with the hammer. Hit him with the hammer. 19 plus a that's bunch a, of numbers. That may, still makes it a hit. That's a hit. Okay. <laughs> One. Okay. <laughs> plus, no, no, five. Five. Okay. Five. <laughs> so the bandit king just basically starts stumbling away, and he's a... Basically, I mean, he's fast, but he's way stunned and stuff and wobbling. Shoot him! The, Shoot um, him! I'm trying. The butcher actually stands up from his uh, little stool there. And the next thing you know, roll perception checks. Fifteen. Uh, ten. That's high enough for both of you to see... He's there at the stool, he stands up, and then he's not there. And all of a sudden, he's in front of the bandit king. Ah! The blinky butcher. He pulls out his two cleavers, and he says, No, 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 no. There will be no retreat. He says, Winners eat, losers meet. What? And he takes two slashes with his cleavers at the uh, Bandit King, uh, one of which is going to be a hit. Which should uh, be Actually, he gets three slashes <laughs> with his cleavers, and one of which will be a hit. That's nine, which is enough to take out the last literally one hit point that the Bandit King had after Mike ringing his bell. <laughs> and he drops him to the ground. I did tell him to leave. I gave him a fair shot. So now you've got this, uh, the butcher basically standing over the bandit king, um, menacingly, and it's Kira's turn. There's still... Shoot the bolt, yeah. Still got the oryx. Um, You've got the butcher. Don't necessarily know what he's up to. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm gonna leave him be because yeah. I'm a little afraid of him and he's killing the bad guys. He can blink. What, uh, are, you, what are you doing? Shooting an arrow? I'm doing nothing because I just rolled a one. Okay. 
Roll a dex. Well, what were you doing? Shooting the bow? Yeah. Didn't figure Roll it would a be strength much save. 19. Okay. You, you, to- you so hold on to the bow. Yay. Just not the arrow. Um, Dern, what would you like to do? I guess if, since the, the bull is the only thing left in range, then we're going to hit the bull with the hammer. So you're going to charge over next to the bull and try and smash him? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Do it. Dice gods, be kind. 17. It's, it's, it's a hit. Just. <laughs> if it's 17, it's a hit. Okay. <coughs> and then. For 8. Okay. So you take a good chunk out of the bull with your hammer there, or, or just smash uh, into its shoulder. Alright, Sator is basically trying to stabilize Akagi right now. And it's the butcher's turn, and he says, I know a little bit about uh, orcs. Uh, you want a little help? Sure, I'll take my medium rare. Okay, I'll, I'll my... do it for um, maybe take... my share of the loot. Uh, I just want the meat, he says. I just want a steak. Right, but I, I, I want my medium rare. Oh, I don't mean that meat, he points at the orcs. He says, I mean that meat. And he points around at some of the dead bandits on the ground. You want the the, the bo- bodies? Well, just the losers, he says. You can bury, bury your friends. Hey, what you plan? Okay, it's a deal. <laughs> but he had sausage. I didn't the wee one buy sausage? Oh, yes. He bought one of my very, very tasty sausages. What was it made from? People like to eat the sausages. They do not like to know how they are made. Oh, ah. lass, I, I don't think we should tell the wee one. No, let's not. <laughs> okay, so he just runs and jumps on top of his orcs and starts slashing at it with the cleavers. Not splitting its throat like normal butchers? No. Nope. <laughs> I, already hit it. I already hit it with a hammer. He hits it he uh, twice and knocks it down to almost no... Uh, health. It's at about. It's basically limping around right now. And he says, "Okay." And he jumps off the side of it. And Kira, it's your turn. Am I within melee? I'm assuming no, since I've been shooting arrows. Right. No, probably not. Okay, I'm gonna try and shoot it in the neck. With the hammer. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a hammer. Little one. I have a hand axe. And that's not. Okay, Darren. I'm going to hit it with the hammer. Just try to finish the poor thing off. Okay. And by poor thing, I mean get in my belly. Uh, 6, 10, 12. Okay, that's a miss. I'm going to whiff with the hammer. So the orange kind of just starts wandering off to the uh, grazing fields down to the <laughs> east of town, uh, sheepishly. Orxixly. Or Orxixly. <laughs> so it's not really trying to... Eh, let, let, the, let the poor thing live. Yeah, they can, they'll need some more food. I don't, I don't care. The I, band, don't, I don't the, need a steak. The butcher says, I don't care. There's plenty of meat around. <laughs> God, that's creepy. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you're pretty well taking care of stuff, right? Yeah. All right, let's go run around and start clicking on the sparkling body so we can loot them. <laughs> loot time! Yeah. Loot time! Loot. Um, Alright, so start looking around. There's plenty of uh, 
just regular kind of stuff, like if you need anything like spears or daggers or clubs or bows Ooh, I think or arrows. Only spear from the from the other side of the river. Yeah. Yeah. You'll definitely have to grab that. But it made it to the other side, so you should be good. Yeah. You can say you've got that back. Okay. Probably. More importantly, what does the bandit king have? Um the bandit king has a purple cloak, cloak of the or cape. Uh, cl- cape of the Bandit King. Cape of the Cloak? Cape of the Cloak to the Cloak to the Cape. <laughs> and it's uh, it adds one AC, uh, basically. Oh, that sounds like a tank cloak. And since I am the Thunder King after five, I think I'll <laughs> enjoy the purple flowing cloak, cape, cape cloak. Uh, the other thing he has are the Bandit Bracers. Bracer Bandits. Those um, are plus one to hit. And plus one damage on all unarmed attacks. So, I know neither of you fight unarmed very much, but if you ever get disarmed and you need to attack, if you're wearing the bracers, I'd like you'll to be stay back. plus one to hit and plus one damage. Well, I mean, we'd all like to stay back, but it doesn't always happen. But I have a bow, so I'm a little bit further back from melee damage. And I do have other weapons. Are you sure? Uh, I, I have. Haven't, you haven't gotten anything yet. I've got a dagger, quarterstaff, and hand axe, in addition to my two short swords and a bow. No, I mean, but you haven't got anything on the loot roll yet, are you sure? Right? Yeah, I mean, they're not super effective for either of you, but they might come in handy if you get disarmed. Uh, Somebody roll a d4. Three. Three. Alright, two and a half bottles of liquor. One, one is only half full. <laughs> I'll take Three the Three bottles and one's the partial. Yeah. So you've got uh, these are uh, just kind of cheap moonshine. I'm assuming Mike downs made. the partial bottle. <laughs> and you each get one uh, full bottle? Sure. That sounds good. Uh, it's your after battle beverage. Then there's also a pretty interesting item on one of those Rocksteady and Bebop fellas that you took care of oh, I uh, about them. last time. Remember one of them was shooting at you with a blunderbuss? So... Dwarf. Basically, uh... Roll Arcana checks. Right. Uh... 17. Uh... I have a 13. Okay. Uh, with the 17... Stern, you recognize the maker's mark on this blunderbuss. Uh, oh, I recognize the maker's mark on this <laughs> blunderbuss. Uh, it was crafted by the enigmatic gnome inventor, Crinkle Fire Touch. That's a Crinkle Fire Touch if I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh, it's got a range of 120 feet. It looks like a normal blunderbuss, but the flaming finger uh, and its weird effects. A is- flaming finger. Yeah. Which, which finger would that be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all the fingers. That's the pinky. We'll okay. go one. We'll start on that side. Cool. All right. So, um, that's the maker's mark. Is the flaming finger? Uh, that's all that distinguishes it from other fine, rare blunderby. It's a weapon powered by an unstable tie to other planes and their energies. When you pull the trigger, a bridge between the material and the other plane of existence is opened, and then it closes instantly after releasing a single effect. You don't get a proficiency bonus or other modifiers when firing the blunderbuss, 
and enemies don't get bonuses from AC or other modifiers. You just roll a d20 to see if it hits. And there's a, um, I'll give you this, there's a list of different things that happen when you roll the d20. So, like, if you roll a 1, it's a backfire and it hits you. If you roll a 2, 3, or 4, it doesn't do anything and it uses up your action. Like, if you roll a 5 or 8, it hits an alternate target. 5 through 8, 9 through 17, you hit the intended target, etc. Um, but you also don't know what effect it's going to have on the target. I have a separate sheet of effects specifically for the blunderbuss, and you'll roll a second d20 if it hits to see what it does. Last, this is a ranged weapon. It is, but I think you end up with it later. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. But this is I a mean, re this is a re-record. <laughs> which is why we got to fudge Mike's arcana roll, just right. that so he knew what this was like he did before. I rolled a four. <laughs> and I said, lie to me. You didn't hear that. So, edit clip. Last, this is a ranged weapon. It is, but sometimes you are stuck without a ranged attack, like when you're stuck across the river. Well, that's true. I got my spear, but that's only a one shot. So why don't you hang on to this, just so, in case we're stuck in another situation where you give, cannot read. This will give me a two shot that might two shot me. That's possible, yes, but it might be interesting to see what it might do. Oh, well, <laughs> as long as it's interesting. <laughs> and I, you know what it is, mostly. Mostly. <laughs> I'll understand what's killing me. At eight. Alright, so that's... It's been a good day for Dern. Yeah, Dern's really cleaned up. There's not day. really... There's not really any gold or anything on these guys. You get the idea that maybe that stuff is back uh, at the bandit camp. Okay. So you've got, again, any... Well, we need to go back to the river and loot them. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, Misty Mistman. And... What well, are you going to do to get across there? Misty mist mashed, man. I'm assuming a little splatter with blood so, and soot, so I'm going to splash through the water. And... Yeah. All right, just roll a DC 5 uh, athletics check. That's your D20. You have to beat a oh. difficulty of 5. 15. Athletics? Athletics yeah. and proficiency. 17. I'm 16. I'm not proficient, so I guess that's 18. Yeah, you guys totally backstroke across the river With my little dwarven legs. And Rickmash Rick is over there just laying next to the sorcerer, like, panting. And his fists are just raw. So the only... Wait. So the, was anybody else down, or was it just... There melon, was another... Melon just Melon Man was okay. down. And Fury was almost down. She's now hiding out with Baba Ganesh. Yeah, yeah. we're out of combat. Or Baba so there's the one um, archer who was across here who basically, again, just has... He's got a longbow, he's got two short swords, and hide armor. And then you've got the um, caster. Let's go check out the caster. Yeah, roll uh, perception checks. 18. Um, 18. Mike, you notice a ring... Roll Arcana checks on the ring, and you can both check it out. I got an 18. Um, 12. This is... It looks like he probably wasn't using any spell slots or anything to keep casting. 
Well, uh, his that... character sheet doesn't have any spell slots. No. <laughs> well, no, he he had them for the for like the parting the river and making the elemental, but that mist that was around him was yeah, actually caused by the ring that he's wearing, which is the ring of uh, let's call it the ring of the misty missing mist, and. If you use this ring, you have to be near a large water source, like okay. a river. You can't just, like, dump a little water on the ground or I'm something. I'm this one. But basically, you wear it. You can use it once per day. It recharges on a long rest. Um, and when you cast it, all you, you make, like, a 10-foot area around yourself. And all ranged attacks against anybody inside that area from anybody outside of that area are at disadvantage. And it lasts for one minute. Okay? That's pretty much what he had. He's, he's got a really bloodied up uh, robe, but it doesn't seem to have any magical effects or anything. It's just bloody. It's just a bloody robe. <laughs> it's just a bloody robe. Alright, so that's pretty much the loot from town. What is it you guys would like to do? We need to take a long rest because yeah. we're both kind of hurting here. But so the 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 common house is gone, the bridge is gone, and the, inn is, the gone. inn is gone, and a couple of the huts that were between the common house and the inn. Uh, but other than that, the town's pretty much still <coughs> whole. It doesn't look like the bridge would take all that long for them to put back together, but the other buildings look more like total losses. Do they have enough places to, like, stay? Yeah, there was a ton of uh, abandoned huts in town when you first came, so there's plenty of places for them to stay there. And then, uh, like, Melon Man lived across the river in the uh, other little abandoned city where there's also a bunch of huts that are up. So there's still a lot more buildings than people in this town at this point. Okay. I guess just ask Sator if they'll be okay from this point. Okay, so you go back and find Sator, and he's basically uh, sitting next to Akagi. He's basically got him, he's grabbed his hand, he's laid his sword across his uh, chest, um, and he's just kind of crying silently next to him at this point. He was a good lad. <laughs> like how he's a lad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, that's right, Mike is old. I always thought we'd die in battle together, he said. Well, one of you did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as you're talking to Sector, uncomfortably close to you is the butcher chopping up one of the... Uh, bandit bodies over there. He's actually stripped him down, so I wouldn't want to get any more blood on these clothes. You may want to do something with them. And he's just chopping up one of these uh, bandits. And Mike is twitching. Oh, sorry, sorry. I see you are having a, you know, a heart-to-heart. I will not interrupt. So, uh, Sator's like, he just stands up and he looks at you and he says, I think the worst of it is over. Thank you. Um, I lost a good friend, but the Raven Tree is safe, and Raven Tree is safe, and I think we'll be able to rebuild from here. We're gonna leave the weapons here um, for when your people come back. At least you'll have some some defenses 
or some weapons to defend yourselves with. Um, do you think we should go and scout out their camp to see if there's anything else we can use for you? Yeah, um, you can go have a look at the camp, and I think I'll stay here just in case anybody else wanders in or help um, people, you know, who need healing. I, I can help with that. And just try and get things back in order. We still need to bring in much of the harvest, too. Aye. You have enough people for that? We'll get in. We should get it in before any frost or anything. We'll, it'll take a while. So do you want to go check out the bandit camp and let them kind of rebuild? Yeah. Or not rebuild, but... Yeah, do you guys want to rest or anything? Yes. Uh, yeah, we need to get the health points back. I was assuming okay. this was, No, this wasn't the next day. But okay, yeah. so you're just going to rest up somewhere in one of these yeah. abandoned huts or something? Yes, yeah. please. All right, uh, so you take a long rest. You'll be back up to all your spell slots and health, and we'll see what happens then in the morning. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the culmination of the bandit battle. That's the end of the backup recorder audio, so we're back to our normal audio from here on out. If you're interested in listening to the summary of our first go-round, that's what's coming up next, so you can stay tuned for that. Either way, we look forward to seeing you back for Episode 9 of Date Night. So this is a summary of the second part of the bandit battle we lost our audio for. We're going to redo just part of it, which was the monologue that Kalman gave at the beginning, and then we'll just summarize. So, last time when you guys played, the Grease Wizard had left through the portal that he had come through, and uh, at the same time another portal had opened, and out of that one had stepped Kalman, and he had said, uh, basically that he was there to help you. So let's just summarize what happened in the bandit fight. Okay. We, <clears throat> when we picked up, all of us were kind of uh, just woken up from our, our short rest at the Raven Tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we heard some 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 sounds of fighting. and we Oh, that's right, the bell. The bell, the bell and the bandit ringing, king is here. And the bandit king is here, right. So we put, <coughs> we poked our heads out um, to take a look, and we couldn't see any Bandit King or anything like that. But we did see the the butcher guy had had come back. So we we started talking to him, and uh, he suddenly adopted a much more Indian sounding accent. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, "What do you say?" Basically, you guys were arguing about whether or not he was the bandit king. And he said, no, he wasn't the bandit king. He said he was a butcher. And he said, uh, I'm here for the meat. He, uh, but he talked, he said, but that guy down there on the Oryx, that is the bandit king. And then there was some, like, shouting and smoke coming from the north. And he said, uh, and you are surrounded, too. And he agreed. Uh, basically, he just sat down on his stool, I guess, to kind of watch what was going on in the battle. So originally, we decided to go confront the Bandit King because he was waving a flag. Yes. And um, we walked over there, and he gave us one chance to surrender, or he was going to... Or leave. 
Yeah, that's true. We, I guess leave would be better than surrender. Yeah, he wanted everybody to leave, and he would get his recruits to take in the crops because yeah. the, the raven tree, everybody has kind of left, so they didn't really have anybody to bring the crops in in time for harvest. He said, just leave the city and we'll let you live, basically. Well, we said, you know, nuts to that. And uh, we did the, initi- you know, the, the initiative rolls and all that stuff, but then... Um, we ended up, we heard all kinds of sounds coming from behind us. The reason we did the initiative rolls to fight the Bandit King first is because I totally forgot that we didn't, I thought I thought we had brought all of our people to the Raven Tree, but we, we had left the, the bulk of people in the inn, which is now on fire. Right. So, so all those NPCs were holed up in the inn, and Dern and Kira turned around to go try and... Uh, protect them from the bandits that were coming across the river, even though the bridge had been taken out before, right? Right. Yes. So Kira took a shot, and her dice, the first of many failed rolls. Um, yeah, my dice were... That's pretty. why yeah. you jinxed the recording, I think. Yeah. Because you knew you were going to roll so bad that you just <laughs> corrupted Apparently. the file. But, um, so, so she missed. She missed the shot, but then we broke out in a run... To uh, to go and meet up with the other NPCs that were you know at the end. I shouldn't say the other NPCs. We're not NPCs. We're people. Um, Akagi and Sator stayed behind to face the Bandit King, and um, Akagi, you know, being the badass that he is, um, didn't want to heal. He wanted Sator to shoot. What'd you call it? A guiding it was, bolt. Yeah, Sator shot a guiding bolt at the Bandit King. He only had one spell slot left. And Akagi opted for him to shoot the Guiding Bolt, which gave Akagi advantage on his attacks uh, that came up first. Um, so, we, yeah, you guys left Sator and Akagi to fight the Bandit King, uh, an archer, and two bandits. And the Bandit King was on uh, was riding that oryx. So it was, it was a very you know, sort of sentimental moment. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bro. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to call it. Like Bromance. Bromancing between Akagi and Sator. Yeah. But, uh, so anyways, I recall Sator flamboyantly throwing his feather bow over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's a proud moment for us all, really. Um, so we left, and we went up towards the inn, and we found that it was on fire. And at this point, we couldn't see what was across the river, but we found Fury and Mishmash and... Melon, melon yeah, man, melon and, man, and Baba Ganoush. Uh, there was no no Yihei or Yahu Yahi By the way, when I when I make those jokes as as Dern, it's not because that's you know Dern's character. It's I really do suck at remembering names. <laughs> so Yohei, Yohei was was, was was nowhere to be found. Assuming he was the guy in the bell tower, but we don't really know. Um, yeah. That's what Baba Ganesh said. That's what Baba Ganesh said. And then uh, <clears throat> you did notice that the river had a dry spot in it where bandits were, uh, as you guys got closer, where bandits were streaming across the river, and there was a an elemental there that uh, was also being formed in the river. And then there was a really misty mist around the sorcerer. That I could not hit for the life of me. Yeah, so it was a misty mist of missing. Yeah, the misty mist of missing caused Kira to miss many of her attacks, trying to take the sorcerer down in hopes of making the elemental fall, too. So basically, the creek bed may have been dry, but our pants were beginning to become wet. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So Mishmash ran out to the side of the river. It's Rick, Rick Mesh, Rick Mesh, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we just gonna call him Mishmash now. <laughs> What's his new name? So, anyways, he 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 uh, he got the first initiative. He ran out to the river and squared off. I think he took like an arrow from one of the archers at first, but that yeah. just kind of made him angry more than anything. Uh, Dern ran out there with him, and a bunch of folks, the, all the melee NPCs, the, the non-archers or caster, were charging across. Um, I whiffed my first throw with the hammer, yeah, but then I landed it with the second one, actually critted, with my when my thunderous um, thunderous smite, yeah, came up. So that hit hard enough to kill the two of the guys in front. Yeah, and that left four. Yeah, we kind of, I mean, it was, it was a lot of trading after that. I mean, that was a really dramatic start to the fight, but it was, you know, a lot of back and forth after that. Yeah, it got a little slow, honestly, in that section where... And Kira just kept missing. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of missing. Imagine on, a hail of arrows sides. going everywhere except for their target, including <laughs> yeah. she dropped one once, so one landed directly in front of her feet. Yep. I switched dice, and I was still rolling threes. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. But, but nice they look. did take out most of the band. Well, they took out the bandits who were crossing and one of the archers. And then... Rickmesh went down. Yeah, Rickmesh went down first. And then Mel, I think Melon Man got one <laughs> one watermelon seed across the river and, and like hit the archer in the eye. Damage with it. or something. Yeah. And, and then, then choked he on the second one. That's right. And then he pulled, like, a moldy one out of his pocket that he had been saving for a while and whiffed, shot that one. Whiffed completely right, right into, into the, the river. river. Yeah. And then he got, I think he went out cold, and then uh, um, Fury threw some of her hairpins at some of the archers and, and she came up. She came up next to Dern. And right. Was doing, I mean, she was doing a really good job with the daggers. I think she actually bisected two people. Yeah, she took out some of those recruits. And then she got taken down by the archer across the river and forced uh, that archer and the elemental that was throwing, like, uh, crashing waves and ice daggers at Kira and Dern, forced them to retreat away from the river. And fortunately for them, the elemental really couldn't leave the river. So they were able to go back down to where the where Akagi and Setor were battling with the bandit king. Um, by that point, when they got down there... The butcher had killed two of the bandits who looked like they had maybe gotten a little bit too close to him where he was sitting on a stool. And the uh, the archer was still alive down there and the bandit king was, but his oryx was almost dead. And he was down on the ground fighting Akagi um, when they when they when our characters got down there. Now Akagi was being just an absolute badass, you know. Three, two or three uh, attacks at a time. Of course, the Goblin King had three attacks at a time, too. Right. So they were kind of trading back and forth. And it looked like, you know, Akagi landed some, some really strong hits. But, you know, of course, the Bandit King, being the big baddie of all this, had a pretty sizable health pool. Um, Akagi did get taken down. And then, so the Bandit King had three attacks. The first two attacks dropped Akagi to the ground. And then the Bandit King had, like, these really spiky bracers, and so on his third attack, he slammed him into Akagi's back and pretty much, I mean, you know, bleeding out at that point. Yeah, and we lost Akagi, so um, Akagi uh, died during this episode. Um, the Bandit King also 
basically those spiky bracers and his purple cloak. Obviously, that went with the Beast Eddie and Rock Bop theme. He looked a little bit like Shredder. And he was dodging... Oh, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> now I feel stupid. I, did, I totally did not pick up on that. Well? I was imagining, like, you know, like, you said spikes, but I was in my head it was like, you know, tusks and furry... Right. I was picturing Shredder bracers, but it never clicked of Bebop and Rocksteady followed by Shredder. So we're saying it's a good thing I didn't roll very high on intelligence for my character because (laughs) apparently I don't have perception in real life either. Right. So, yeah, you were squared off with the Bandit King. You guys were pretty close to dead for a lot of the end of the battle there after fighting the Elemental. You were down to just a few hit points. You'd burned all your spell slots. Sator was out of them. Took a potion. I mean, just yeah. every last ditch effort move. And we ended up, we, he had an archer with him. We got rid of the archer. The Arux took a couple of charges at Sator, but missed both of them. And just kind of went off in the field. And Yeah, he went off to graze since he was limping around anyway. Sator was pulling the archer, like he pulled the archer toward him. And with Thorn Whip, and you guys were able to take the archer out. And then the archer and the sorcerer from across the river actually came to the other side, and the archer was shooting at you, and you didn't really know where the sorcerer was at. Sator did the Thorn Whip thing again. You took that archer out. You injured the Bandit King pretty badly with some good attacks. Was it you, Dern, who got the last hit? I think so. Then he started to retreat, but the butcher... Got up. And That's right. I was, I was so deliriously happy. I was yeah. like, oh, thank God, it's <laughs> you finally over. Got a hit. We finally killed. And you tried to hit him with an opportunity attack when he ran away, but you couldn't. Anyway, he, um, the butcher, like, practically teleported in front of the bandit king, and he said, no, 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 no retreat. Um, winners eat, losers meet. So we started getting, like, a really... Creepy vibe from the butcher. Yeah. So Mike and Kira were both sufficiently creeped out by that. And, if and you Sam is Sam, eating a calzone or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you remember from last time, you had one of the butcher's sausages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found out it's not pork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other, other white meat. <laughs> Sam's in character right now eating one of those sausages, but it's a calzone. So if you hear any chomping noises, it's... Oh, there's sausage there, in there. There is, there is sausage inside <laughs> so my So you turned it into an interdimensional calzone. Just so because. winners eat and losers meet. Yeah, the winners eat, the losers meet. So basically, he he didn't let the Bandit King leave, and he chopped him down. He only had a couple hit points left at that point. Chopped him down with two cleaver attacks and made a deal with uh, Kira and Dern that he would... Oh, and Setor was unconscious by then, too. I feel like I've missed a lot. A lot happened. He made a deal with Setor and Dern to... Uh, he would help out for the very end if he could have his share of the loot, but all he wanted was the meat. So they went and found the sorcerer who was standing on top of the storage building. A few more trades. Yeah. Like the elemental took a couple of swings at Dern. I don't think anything connected. I had like three hit points, so if anything had connected at that point, I would have just died. Right. And uh, Kira had Sam the Benevolent out, who actually had taken three attacks from the Bandit King, and the Bandit King missed all three. So he probably saved their butts. Mm -hmm. And then she sent uh, him up to try and fight with the um, sorcerer on top of the storage building. 
but the band, the uh, butcher teleported up to the top, and he took the sorcerer down again with some chops of his cleaver. And that was the end of the bandit battle. It is important to note what loot our characters got, because they'll be coming up again later. I think Mike got a few liquor bottles. And I got a uh, the, the Shredder's Bracers. <laughs> right. Um, and then I got the Shredder's Purple Cloak. Um, yeah, so Mike Shredder now. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm a <laughs> dwarven, Scottish, awful, very shiny armor version of Shredder. The Bracers, uh, are they help on unarmed attacks, plus one to hit and plus one to damage. And then the Purple Cloak was just plus one to the armor class. And the most interesting thing that was found after the bandit fight was on either Bebop or Rock Steady. I mean, Be Steady or Rock Bop. <laughs> and it was Prinkle Fire Touch's Blunderbuss. And You're Mike, saying words now. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. Mike identified this with his Arcana check. And it was actually invented by the enigmatic gnome inventor Prinkle Fire Touch. And this weapon looks like a normal blunderbuss, but the maker's mark of a flaming finger, which we determined was a pinky, pinky mic, yeah, you know, yeah. um, distinguish it from other rare blunderby. So this weapon... Is that the plural of blunderbuss? <laughs> I don't think so. Blunderbuss is... It is now. Blunderby. But it's a weapon powered by an unstable tie to other planes. When you pull the trigger, a bridge between the material plane and other planes of existence opens, and it closes immediately after releasing an effect. Not There's perfect. a bunch of stat things here, but basically you roll 1d20 to determine whether you hit. It doesn't have anything to do with armor class. And then you roll a second d20 to see what effect it has. And like if you if you crit fail like a 1 or a 2, the, the effect still goes off, but it goes off on you. Yeah, it backfires. Yeah. You can use it once a day. And the players don't know what the random effects are. I have a table, and when they want to shoot the blunderbusts, they roll, and I tell them what the random effect is. So I'm looking forward to seeing when their characters decide to take a shot with that thing. But I think that catches us up on about well, two hours. There of... was the the mist ring. Oh yeah, Kira got um, the ring that the sorcerer was using to create the misty mist of mist of misty missing. Mist of missing. <laughs> she can use that once per day if she's near a source of water to cast a mist around herself to put attack, ranged attackers at disadvantage. It's like 10, 10 feet radius. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I th- and uh, I think that catches us up on, you got everybody under the raven yeah, tree we to were, we were heal them and take a long body, rest. Well, not, not the bodies, the unconscious people. Yeah, drag them to the raven tree so that they could recoup. And I think we were getting ready. We, and we had just taken a long rest at the very end of the play session. Right. So everybody's back to full... And Sam and Eva, you can be back to full if you're not. Nice. 